Craft Beer Radio, episode 451, January 19th, 2018. You are my fire, the one desire, believe when I say that I want it that way. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio. Throwing horns over here, baby. <laughs> Steel Panther with a cover of "I Want It That Way." Uh, I love this uh, this cover. It's I think the song's great. I mean, I just generally, and I think that this is an amazing cover of it. So, uh, what do we have? We have a bunch of stuff that I brought from Arizona and the surrounding area. Yes, uh, Greg was had his annual uh, sales kickoff or training seminar. No, it's, it? it's a company retreat. Company retreat. Oh, that's right. Your your trade show things in is. like uh, May, May, maybe okay. May. It's a company retreat where he brings us beers. Let's start with this double dry hopped pale ale, micro burst. So this is the one that was uh, that that people were telling me at the place at this uh, place I go, and I gotta remember the name. Let me look it up so I can have it. But they were saying this was the one that people were raving about. So it looks like it's a Northeast IPA. It's a, it, it is hazy, but it's also a little green on the tint. Well, that is uh, that that is indicative of some West Coast Northeast IPAs. <laughs> Tucson Hop Shop. Tucson Hop Shop is the name of the place. That's a cool name. So, yeah. So this is from Ooh. what? Microburst is the brewery. No, Microburst is the oh. name of oh, the, the name brewery. of the, the beer. The, the, the beer. It's Pueblo Vida Brewing Company. Tucson. Uh, double dry hot pale ale brewed with malted oats, dry hopped with mosaic, Ella, and Simcoe. 5.8%. 46 IBUs. One pint. Ella hops. Let's see. Ella is a bittering hop. Or dual purpose, rather. It's got floral and spicy notes, according to yachhops.com. Australia, another Australia hop. I like the logo. It's kind of reminiscent of. Um, it's like <laughs> a cityscape. It's kind of a cityscape, cityscape kind of thing. But like just the, the but sil- just rectangle. The use of the silver, the small logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Aslan, right? Because Aslan has the artwork oh, okay. yeah, and yeah, the yeah, really yeah. small logo. That's that's the can that was reminding me of. Delicious kind of mango aromas coming off of this. I really am enjoying it. Just smelling it. Yeah, mangoey creamsicle type thing. Mm-hmm. It's a very hazy, uh, kind of like a pineapple juice, hazy pineapple juice look to it. It's got a little uh, dankness there, a little bit of uh, something uh, Simcoe. Yeah, it's had Simcoe on it, so yeah, little little onion note. Okay, so yeah, it's it's a little more. It's not quite as Juicy mm-hmm. as some other uh, ones, but it's a uh, so it's 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 kind of got a a more aggressive, more bitter, hoppy thing going on, but not too bad. Like not, it's it's just a little bit less juicy than uh, than ones from say Brew Gentleman. Yeah, it's yeah, it's playing in that. But it definitely has the haze. It mm-hmm. definitely has the creamy creamsicle type flavors, but then it's taking you know two steps back towards Bitterville. Right, so there's a little bit of that hop flavor, you know, a little bit more scratchy on the flavor, a little bit more bitter on the tongue. 
Uh, I think it still has a very good balance to it. Yeah, I think I think it's more of like a, a West Coast interpretation of a Northeast IPA, right? It has some more of that West Coast style hopping. Uh, this is microburst from Pueblo yeah. Vida. It's uh, yeah, I think I think that my ideal Northeast IPA doesn't is, is more is more fruity, right? More overtly kind of uh, has has less apparent bitterness and, and really doesn't have uh, much uh, of that kind of resiny quality at all. Yeah, so this one carries through uh, mango flavor. There's some amount of orange. There's a, I would say a little, little pithy, you know, a little more pithy than a lot of New England styles do have, hazy IPAs do have, but, you know, it's a wide spectrum. We can have all kinds of mm-hmm. things. And this one carries a little bit of pith through it. Oh, I'm happy. It. I'm happy to see the you know that you can do more with these. Right? We, we there was another one that we had a couple shows ago where it was a little bit more mm-hmm. on on this sort of danker side. East End just released a beer called Pennsylvania Handshake. It's a collaboration with Pizza Boy, and that one's not necessarily called a hazy IPA. They call it a milkshake IPA because <laughs> it has lactose, nectarines, mm. apricots, and peaches. It has a fair amount of hops, so it carries some bitterness to it. It is, it is like the most turbid thing. Like it's close <laughs> to river water. Like how how cloudy it is, but it's a pretty good beer. Uh, but you know, it's a different example, right? Because it has the fruit ad fruit mm-hmm. additions to it, and it's the first one I've actually seen on the label that the, calls itself a milkshake IPA. I've seen it kind of on Twitter buzzing around about milkshake stouts milkshake ipas but this is the first one that i've had the opportunity to try i will probably review it on the show um next week week after something like that but there was a new belgium hazy ip that i had at uh tucson hop shop that was much more juicy okay uh and i forget what the name of it was but it was considerably like it was really i mean and juice was in the name so it might have even had like fruit juice in it okay because it was really very juicy um so th- this is you know like it's almost like it's almost like a different it is a different take on the northeast IPA mm-hmm. hopping in general but I I like it I mean it has the mouthfeel right it's a little heavy on the carbonation but it yeah, could be just um well it's easy enough to fix yeah yeah I'm digging it it has a nice balance of that creaminess along with like the more citrusy type hop application if you're into like really resiny Hops. This isn't like super resiny by any stretch of the imagination, but if if you, if you're not really into the bright juicy stuff and you want, but you are kind of interested in looking at a Northeast IPA that may fit your dynamics of IPA better, mm-hmm. this would be a good example. Had a beer earlier tonight. It was from a local brewery in North Country. It's called Pushing Up Hazies. Pushing up hazies. Pushing up hazies. I know, but but it was barely cloudy <laughs> like oh come on that's not what i wanted <laughs> i've what, seen a few of those where it's, it's called hazy and it's like no man you gotta go th- this this is hazy yeah. right yeah it needs to be like white yeah. yellow you need to need to have that af qualifier <laughs> it, it needs to be whiter than a wit beer mm-hmm. it ain't no hazy um so yeah pablo vida right there in tucson Good to see. It's I mean, it's so interesting that 
you know, these beers were such rare beasts not that long ago. Mm -hmm. And now we're finding like cans all over the place. Like (laughs) evil twin, you know, they're always doing like, like I think their new MO is like practically doing one offs other than like a couple cores. It's like, we'll brew a beer, Uh come up with a ridiculous name for it. You know, like, uh, stanky shorts or whatever that one that i <laughs> we talked about a couple of weeks ago and then like never do it again but like they probably have like two or three hate you know these really hot bursted ipas in the in the I'd be market shocked right if now they didn't i mean guy does everything right and they just wrote but they just he just keeps rolling through and uh actually i have a can probably next week we'll do um what's it called soul soul made it's real good all right, so what's next? Maybe this guy? Sure. All right, so this is from... Oh, you want to do the Imperial Stout? Because oh. we have lighter stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, let's go with this guy. Let's go with the Dragoon. Okay. So this is uh, from Dragoon Brewing, which is... I actually um, had stopped at their uh, their brewery and, and uh, tap house, so that was uh, cool. I had a Russian Imperial Stout, which I think you would have liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a um, a heifer that was okay. This is called Stout Standing. This is an export stout. 6.2% alcohol by volume, 42 IBU. Uh, the malts that are used are Rar Turo, Golden Promise, Crystal 45, Crystal 75, Chocolate Malt, Black Malt, and Molasses. And the hops that are used are Magnum and Willamette. It's Molasses, I guess, malt, not... Uh, okay. You, you you missed the the like the descriptors of the beer deep roasty and snuggly snuggly <laughs> is it like because I know uh, modern times puts like three descriptors of some sort on each of the beers they have so well, it's here behind the glass you're yeah. looking in and where in Arizona they're located and then right above you ready hammer time or no no you ready hammer time question mark. Oh, so I guess it does say a wee bit of molasses. So this might not. This might actually be molasses okay. as opposed to some sort of malt, malt called molasses. Uh, export stouts are, um, I think, a joy. You don't get right. them all the time, yeah. but when you can, uh, yeah, they typically have a more molassesy character to them, uh, or more complex in your like than than some standard. You know, straight stouts. And it's kind of like how the IPA came to exist, right? If you're shipping a beer in barrels on a boat with sails, make it a little bit stronger, make it a little bit bolder so it withstands the journey, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it feels a little cold to me, even though these have been sitting out for a while. The aroma's nice. I'm getting a a little bit of toasted wood. Um, Mm, That's a good call. It's like a clover thing going on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, behind the toast of wood, you get in the roasty. I'm not getting molasses yet in the aroma. I just got it. I expect it'll be there. Yeah. But I like that kind of... Pretty dark, very, very, very dark. I, I, think, I, need, I think I need to level set my palate. Because every time I smell a kind of like an aromatic wood, I'm like, oh, kind of like Palo Santo. But <laughs> like now that I'm like thinking about, it, like I'm pretty sure this, uh, even though I wanted to use that easy like go to in my vocabulary, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't want to go there. So like I, I think I need to 
Does Dogfish still make that? I need. I have no idea. One one thing that was you think they have to. They invested in all that wood. One thing that was nice about staying at the hotel was was they had shampoo that had lavender in it. I was able to recalibrate my lavender sensation. Oh, okay, nice. I do like the aroma on this. I like how it has that kind of um, woody, clovery thing. It, it melds softly into the roast. and The uh, woody character really travels into the taste. So at least uh, on, on that first sip, it was really coming through. It's definitely it like, does, yeah. Yeah, like an aromatic wood, but I'm not sure what kind of... Probably just like Palo Santo. Probably exactly like Palo Santo. No, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. Uh, chi- you know, maybe like chicory mm-hmm. as well. You know, all the dogfish stouty things. That's that's what this tastes like. Has kind of a sweetness to it uh, to accent that woodiness, and it ends. Well, it it ends kind of midway between um, dry and and not so dry. So it, it it has a little bit of a lingering. It, it gets into a little almost caramel, almost vanilla. Almost marshmallow, you know, there's yeah. some, some neat things in there. The, I think the molasses is more like an accent. I don't think mm-hmm. it's it's not a major player in, in the in the in the game. I think it's well done. It's 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 well executed. I, I do think so. Oh, now I just got some hops. So like the place the the, the fictional beast that I imagine is a foreign export stout and I have not had enough in the last five years to, mm-hmm. to be really clear on what it actually is. But the fictional beast I'm imagining, I would imagine something a little bit more um, soy, saucy, a little mm. bit more boozy. Yeah, this is it not a soy sauce less, beer. Less of the aromatic wood. That's just kind of like, mm-hmm. not a complaint, but a kind of just like where I was expecting we were going to land and where we actually landed. Yeah, this is this is an interesting take, and I'm happy to. I'm glad this was there. So, I mean, one of the things that that I looked for when I was getting these beers was I was looking at dates, uh, mm-hmm. particularly for the IPAs, and there were a few that I rejected because it was just you know it's past three months or so. Like, nope, not going for that. Stouts, I'm less you know picky about dates for right. for most of them, but it was. So you brought back all cans, right? All cans. Did you consider any bottles or any bottles tempting or just because of logistics you just wanted cans? No, I, if there was a bottle that would have been tempting, I would have done it. But every, every bottle that I saw was something that we've either had before or even like we're, we're really used to. So I did not – I mean most almost everything that was either interesting or uh, or not too old right. was really cans. That just – I love it. I think it's hilarious, you know. We, co- you know, we we've talked about this many times, mm-hmm. but you know, growing up on this show, the real quick, I'll recount the original can uh, exposure Greg and I had to cans uh, here in Pittsburgh. We knew Oscar Blues had come to town with Dale's Pale Ale. You're like, oh, craft beer in a can. That sounds cool. I hear good things about cans, and I want to try it. So we were at like at the time, like the biggest bottle shop in town. 600 700 beers something like that and most of those beers are back in what they call the beer cave and greg and i are side by side we're just scanning the shelves and i didn't see dale's pale ale because i had this bias against cans if i scanned across a can 
I just moved on to the mm-hmm. next can. Greg is the one who's like, oh, look, here's Dale's Pale Ale. And we got it on, you know, he bought it and put it on the show. And, and now look at today. We're like over half the beers we drink. What was funny is I, I, I told my, I was telling my dad that um, Modern Times might be in his area and he should really look for this stout. It's a, it's a white can. It's a can, can beer. Come on, I was Dad. like, yeah, I've been talking about kids for years. What are you talking about? He he had the same blindness. Still to mm-hmm. still to this day, probably has the same blindness. It just says it just doesn't look at cans. And now, like, but half like the half beers, the thing in the store, yeah, cans. half <laughs> half of the good beers are in cans. So, uh, yeah, hopefully he'll start looking at those now. I told him, like, yeah, beer is cans are a better way to do beer than than bottles. Yeah, you just got to get over that hump. There are a few. That are probably better in bottles, like a really good saison, right? We're having the cork thing. Things, yeah, the things that are highly carbonated with a cork, you know, thick glass. Mm-hmm. You you really can't. Maybe you can't. I don't think you can do that in a can. I think you still have to use yeah a cage cork bottle type thing for lambic high maybe. pressure situations. I remember when. Oscar Blues started putting 10 to 50 their Imperial Stout cans. Like, oh my god, this is crazy. They're putting an Imperial Stout in a can. And, I mean, we're having two tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Dragoon. Foreign I, Export Stout Stout we, we got a lot of that for the post show. All right. Left over, but... I, I really... I want to recap that one since we got a little bit of sidetrack. Side and... It had that woody thing to it, but had a little bit of marshmallow fluff. It had a little bit of caramel. It had some neat things going mm-hmm. on to it. It was a really well done um, beer. Would I have pegged it as an export stout? It probably wasn't as soy saucy as the ones that I have in my imagination, but it was a good beer. It wasn't. I mean, it, at six point two, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit higher alcohol than your standard stout, yeah. and it's not quite an imperial stout. Definitely didn't have the imperial stout stuff going for it. So, I mean, I, what was nice about it is it didn't really have that like black patent ashiness to right. it, which is something I'd also expect a fair amount of in an export stout. So it was you know a traditional something that's made to be more um, period uh, would have more of that ashy flavor to it. Rules are made to be broken. So. Next, we're getting... So this is not from Tucson. It's California, right? Yeah. This is the first beer that we've had on the show, and possibly the... I've heard of this brewery, and I might have had it at the GABF or something, but Auburn Ale House. So when I saw this, I'm like, oh, great, good job. I'm excited to try this. Uh, So this is... They're in Auburn, California. This is the Gold Digger IPA. Uh, Yeah, won the... uh, 2017 uh, American style IPA silver medal. Really, 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 which was like probably like 250 entries or more. Mm-hmm. This is number two. Yeah, also won Beatser IPA Festival 2016 silver, California State Fair 2009 gold, Beatser IPA Festival 2008 bronze. So, so this has been around for a while. Yeah. So this was canned the middle of December. It has a shrink-wrapped logo on it, so it is a smaller run, right? They didn't actually get cans printed for this. Summit Sinco and Chinook Hops. Being 
at least as far back as 2008. I guess release date is 2005 in their pilot brewery. So yeah, so that doesn't surprise me that it's kind of phase two-ish on the hot. Sm- smell this. It, it doesn't really... I mean, it has has notes of Simcoe and Chinook, but... Yeah, no, it doesn't sometimes smell, that can go in a brighter it fashion. It doesn't smell expect. nearly as dank yeah. as that sounds. It smells a lot brighter. I expect this to be good, because, I mean, if it's silver metal winner, I don't expect it to be, you know, a, 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 a palette ripper. Mm-hmm. We, we should go over phase one, phase two, and phase three, because we haven't done Ooh, that in a Quick recap, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Well, let me taste this beer first, though. Okay. They pale and crystal malts in here, too. Oh, Wow. So really? the color, by the way, is a it's a really um, yellowish. It's not. It's it's kind of on the pilsnerish look. This definitely has. I hate to use the word throwback. <laughs> yeah, throwback to five years ago, but it definitely has in the mouthfeel and the body. It's see. I would in the old days I would use the term juicy, but it's not fruit juicy. Mm. It is barley juicy. Mm. It is uh, so it has this really aqueous. No, that's not mm, the right word either. No, no, no. it has <laughs> old, old lubri- style juicy. Lu- lubricative. I don't know how would you describe that because it has this barley juice type flavor to it, as opposed to fruit juice. It's it's, it's a it's a brighter thing. I, mm-hmm. You know, that's one way I would say. I don't, I don't know how to qualify the burst thing. Although I agree with you, it has that sort of bursty quality, but I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how to qualify that in comparison to the to the bursty stuff we know today. A little bit of like candied orange. And man, yeah, this is a really good, you know, in 2018, old school IPA, you yeah. know, reaching all the way back to 2015. This is like rocking it. <laughs> it. It kind of reminds me a bit of a Russian River. Okay. Like, it, it reminds me a bit of, um, uh, even maybe Alpha King. I mean, like, it, there, there, there's some. Interesting, you know, the, mm-hmm. the hops are, are reminding me of, 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 of those, just just the, the quality of, of, of what's going on here, the, the concoction. Simcoe and Schnook and what was the other one? Uh, Columbus. Uh, Summit. 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 I can't believe they're getting these flavors out of those three hops. And pale and crystal malt. So, I mean, they're, I mean, it's really pale. Well, yeah. The, the, the malts are not playing pale. much of a Crystal's, role at all. Crystal's playing a very small percentage yeah. of the Grispel. Um Man. So let's go. So let's let's okay. do our phase one, phase two, right. and phase three explanations. Sure. This is this is our way of of it, demarcating it's, it's the different. Absolutely, one hundred percent craft beer radio shorthand. Mm-hmm. No other place uses these demarcations. They probably should, but they don't. And it's kind of evolution of how brewers have learned to use hops mm-hmm. is how we describe it. So phase one is like the birth of craft beer. Well, the American style the, IPA. The birth of yeah. American style craft beer. Ho- yeah, hoppy IPA. So from things like Sierra Nevada, Anchor Liberty at the very beginning, mm-hmm. through the time when we... 60-minute dogfish head. Well, right. Through the time when we started the show, which 60-minute ho- uh, hop devil... Uh, so Alpha then, King probably straddles the line. Well... Alpha King wasn't really available to us early on. Right, but I'm saying. Like, yeah, it probably straddles the line. But so the hops that were big in brewer circles at, in that period were the sea hops. Simcoe. Uh, no. Nope. Kimco. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. Cascade Centennial Chinook. 
were the three big ones. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some other ones in there that were these bittering hops that macro brewers use, that, pro, that craft brewers started to use kind of for bittering and whatnot. But the and ones... Chinook wasn't a huge player either. It didn't play a big flavor the Chinook role. was the smallest of the three, but, I mean, there was a period when we are talking, you know, 2004, 2005. Chinook was, was pretty hot. Okay, I'll buy it. Um... And so these Cascade provides a floral thing and an orangey thing. Centennial doubles down on the orange and grapefruit. And there's some grapefruit in Cascade as well. And then Schnook is kind of different from the other two, where it's more piney and, and resiny and mm. things like that. Then along came a little brewery you might have heard of called Stone. And they made a brewery, they made a brewery called Arrogant Bastard. And they kind of changed the game by really accenting the bitterness and making it a a, a feature player and, and almost, really, almost turning bitterness into a sensation into a flavor and into a game yeah that that other brewers started playing with and not that they all necessarily went for the the uh, tongue destroying bitterness but they all started to go for these resiny deep hops uh, and they and this is where things like Tomahawk came around and I mean, we started to get to So stuff. this was like right about when we were starting this show, I mm-hmm. would say. 2004, 2005. Because I went on a, that beer cruise in 2004. And one of the beers that I discovered on this cruise was a small brewery in Seattle called La Connor. They had an IPA that was Amarillo. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, I've told this story on the show several times, but uh, I'm drinking this La Connor IPA. And I'm like, this beer tastes like cat pee. <laughs> and I think I like cat pee. <laughs> now, the, now we call that Dord, and to go back a couple episodes to hear the explanation for why do- we call it Dord. I think the Nick Jones episode, was like, yeah. we talked about that. Um, so these are like more aggressive flavors. Mm-hmm. And they can be good, and they can also be testing and and, and, and we I, went, and i went through a phase i won't speak for greg i went through a phase where like oh ibus ibus is the king mm-hmm. it's like hot sauce right can i handle a million scoville units can i handle handle 100 ibus you know it was almost the same kind but of thing. phase two was not just about that i mean because there, there's all that you know there was things like alpha king there was uh yeah. stuff like this beer right that that kind of fit in that in, in that category there there were attempts to do things but this is where uh, hops like nugget came around and and simcoe, simcoe. And, and simcoe was the leader of mm-hmm. that class yeah right simcoe was adopted everywhere and it's still used a lot of places today Simcoe has this more dank, you know, it can be... Especially when you double down on it. it it's interesting how... But you can, you can do stuff, just, you can all Simcoe and not have an onion. It's weird. Like, yeah, it this beer, be, and this beer's not dank, Yeah, right? You know, this beer is juicy and bright and, and alive, where you've had, I've had so many Simcoe beers where it, you know, it smells like someone's, you know, token a joint right beside you. <laughs> so, about... Two or three years ago is when phase three started to happen. And this is when these more, uh, less apparently bitter and much more juicier and even tropical hops started to come along. Things like Mosaic and now Galaxy. Citra, and, Mosaic, Galaxy, yeah. Ukonaut. Yeah, Citra was probably the beginning of, the, of this trend. The way, the way I would define these and, and is, A, they're less apparently bitter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't The IBU scale, where the spectrometer says the IBU is full. 
doesn't matter. These things don't taste as bitter. International bittering units, for those yes. who are wondering. Yes, and which is a scientific thing where you use like a spectrometer to figure out and it tells you how bitter it is. But these beers would rank higher on IBUs, but they wouldn't taste bitter. And this was the the area where you have me as a beer communicator, Greg as a beer communicator, advocate. You know, we're telling people to try beers. Oh, I don't like IPAs. They're too bitter. You need to try something from Alpine. Mm-hmm. You need to try something from... I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but Alpine is kind of like one of the places <laughs> that kind of brought these beers to the forefront early on. And, you know, so you're getting these mango, guava, pineapple flavors, and they're not bitter. And even stuff that's crazier than that, these Nelson Sauvignon hops that, uh, from New Zealand have this, uh, mm-hmm. have, have this grapey, vinous quality to them. And we've had some crazy Motueka stuff that even goes into vanilla in weird places. It, there's... There's so there's so much now diversity coming out of the hop world, and this is the phase that we're in right now, the phase three. And and you know you don't know when you're in a new phase until you're already into the next phase. Mm-hmm. This Northeast IPA thing, I uh, it, there's a question. It's using the same kind of hops that that are in these, they these are, brighter but, IPAs. So yeah. I I think it's just you know it's just it's a, a completely different application though. Mm-hmm. It's a, such a different application that it's. It might be phase four, but we won't know for another couple of years. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I'm, I'm, I, I would say, from my perspective right now, it doesn't feel like they're, it's phase four. It just feels like it's a new evolution the kind of IP that wouldn't have worked in the phase two, right? The, the dank stuff, even though I think that uh, Pueblo Vita did a good job putting some yeah. dank stuff mm-hmm. in there, I don't think that that would have really caught on with this kind of stuff. I think it would have been just been an interesting, like, oh, okay, yeah. All right, let's get back to this Gold Digger, because this is freaking awesome. This beer is so good. It's very good. Yeah. This is one that, I mean, it sometimes can come across, if you listen to a bunch of these shows, that I'm not into Phase 2, and I'm not as much into Phase 2 as I am Phase 3, but there are great Phase 2 beers, and this is one of them. This has... This beer, I can't think of a beer that brings those bright old school i hate to say old school because it's only three or four years ago but brings those flavors through and this just is nailing it on every angle it's slightly dank you're getting a little bit of leafy resininess but it's not stinky it's not weedy it's not sulfury it's not oniony you're getting some orange pith you're getting some or like kind of candied oranges in there you're getting a bit of a lingering bitterness uh but it's very drinkable it really goes you can you can tell this would actually this would not only goes well great just drinking it but it would probably go really well with food um as an accent right there, there's lots of things i can think of this beer is doing really well yeah this beer one of the beers that I can get fairly regularly that this one's close to, but also better than is Headhunter. Mm-hmm. You know, Fathead's Headhunter is an amazing IPA. It falls in the same genre of generational, and and this one just is. Why is this one better? I think this one's a little juicier. Like interesting. Like like the 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 way we used to use juicy the. Yeah. The term we don't use anymore, the man candy juicy, you know, that kind of thing, <laughs> kind of a candy. Drop. I I would say I I think I like. Headhunter a little bit better than this head to head, but I think this is up there okay. uh, on on that level. Headhunter is, is one of my like go tos. Um, 
if I see it and, you know, and, and there's nothing, and if I see there's nothing else, or sometimes I'll you know take a pack home. Mm. Uh, Headhunter is an excellent beer that uh, I still enjoy, even though it's phase two. We are in a privileged time and place that we can <laughs> buy Headhunter 365 days a year. I, I, I believe that. In some sense, I'm really happy that this is the industry that we sort of fell into talking about because it's such a happy industry. I mean, there's so much good stuff constantly happening. Uh, so, yeah. Which one? Let's do the La Cumbre. All right. La Cumbre. La Cumbre. So. This one's from New Mexico, I guess? Um, yes, Albuquerque. Had the, the symbol from the New Mexican flag yeah. on the label. That's why I was. So this won a silver medal in 2011 from the Great American Beer Festival for foreign style stout. World Beer Cup 2012. It won a silver for foreign style stout. This is the Malpais. Stout. That, that, oh my god, we actually have two foreign export stouts on the same show? Believe Well, remember that, um, you know, this is a Mexican brewery, or, or, so, or at least a Mexican-style brewery, so foreign export stouts is not really that far from... Does it say Mexican or New Mexican? Because on the bottom of the label it says New Mexican beers at their peak. So when you think of New Mexican, or Mexican, I think of German because that's essentially where what the the the. Uh, I, I understand the point. No, you I know, but listeners wanted, may not. Okay, I understand the point you wanted to make, but I, I'd be careful saying that New Mexicans are Mexicans. Well, it's called La Cumbre. I mean, I'm just I'm going with the. All right. Uh, I I think that, I think they're they're trying to establish a Mexican heritage, which is fine because there's some excellent Mexican breweries. I don't have my phone on here. Shoot this QR code with your camera. All right. I don't know if you know that iOS has like QR built into it. Just kind of. Oh really? Open up the camera. Okay. Point it at this, but don't shoot a picture, and it'll pull right. up a little pull down. Oh, openlacumbrebrewing dot com. Oh, is that? What? Yeah, so that so there you go, iPhone owners. Uh, Let's they see if this finally, goes to the actual uh, beer. They finally baked QR codes into your camera. What you do is you turn on the camera and just point it. Oh, at so QR. I don't have to bring up that, that app anymore. That's nice. You, it just goes to yeah, it just goes to the brewery. Yeah, but you you don't shoot the picture. You just point your camera at a QR code, and one of those notification center drop downs. I had to click to focus on it. So okay, but. You know, your your experience may vary. Uh, grains are used. Uh, Canadian Superior Pale Malt Durst Munich 2 Crisp Caramel 77L. Crisp Caramel 120L. Simpsons Roast Barley. Ha ha. Dope. Simpsons okay. Chocolate Malt. Simpsons Brown Malt. Flaked Barley. The hops are just UK Pilgrim. They use Chico Ale. Chico Yeast. Okay. So what's that? Um, Sierra Nevada? Yes, you're yeah. right. That's where it came from. It's um, it's the Serva ale yeast. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the, the the craft beer ale yeast, you know, the original yeast yeah. that gave that kind of estery flavors. Sixty IBU, seven point five percent alcohol by volume. So I, I've already moved through the aromas in the in the flavors in this one. And you know, this one's also a foreign export stout or foreign stout like the last one. This one has a little bit more of that raisiny, soy type barley type flavor to it so this is actually more in line with what i was expecting the first Are you time not getting like a band-aidy thing on that a light one it's but band-aid soy 
I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's infected. Breathe slowly. You smell other things. All I smell is is mm. what is the band? Is it uh, acetyl? It's um, acetone. No, Band-Aid is yeah. um, <sighs> beers. Breaking, <laughs> breaking my brain. Uh, it's some off. It's a phenol. Chemical, it's yeah. a phenol of some kind. Uh, I'm I'm not enjoying it because I'm smelling mostly Band-Aid. Um, Even on the flavor you're getting? I haven't tasted it yet. Okay, take a flavor. I think that... I'll take a flavor. Take a flavor on your tongue. Off in the corner, there's there's a little bit of that. I think it may be a little slightly spoiled, but I, I do yes, there is a note of spoilage in mm-hmm. here. I, I don't think it's an immediate drain pour. Yeah, maybe after a couple of sips, we'll just change our minds. But you know, for me, it's a little more along lines of the export stout. Hey, I mean, you're putting a boat, a beer in a barrel on a boat. It's going to get a little infected, right? <laughs> I suppose, but I mean... But this is in the can, so it shouldn't be infected. This, this was uh, bottled uh, November 16th. They say Best Buy May 15th of 2018. Yeah, yeah. Export stuff should have six months yeah. shelf life. No problem. Mm. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, all I'm doing is building up the... I can't judge this. Okay. Grab the bear bucket over there. What's... Hold on. Is there something in the bucket? Why was it rattling? Oh, there's just a, a cage. A cage. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't important for you to dump beer all over. Oh, my iPhone's in too there. Too late. Well, iPhone would be fine. It, I've had beer dumped on spoiled on this. My one. iPhone's not waterproof yet. Uh, I haven't upgraded. Yeah. You want to get a different one from the... from? Yeah, we can grab it. Well, yeah. Oh. Get two more beers. So... We only do five. I mean, we, we can only... We let's just let's see how we're feeling. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid you can't, can't really judge that stout because it was infected. Back to something hobby. We got uh, Black Market Brewing Company. New England style double IPA, baby! So, these guys are from... Where are they from? Uh, you brought black, you've brought back Black Market from before. It doesn't mean they're from Arizona. Temecula, California. Temecula, California. 84 IBU. Eight, eight, uh, sorry, 84, uh, 8.4% alcohol by volume, 48 IBU. Uh, hops and user Cascade. Ooh. Equinot. 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 E-K-U-N-O-T. That, yeah, that, that is E-U-A. Equinox. There was some kind of trademark problem. Ah, okay. Yeah, they changed the name. And Mosaic. The, the malts are Pilsner and Wheat. Uh, this, is a, this is their double version of this there's a jade can which is their double and there's a, i think a, some other color which is their single this is much darker than the other yeah one. this one is like the dank river water type beer mm-hmm. where it's like a <sighs> it's a yellowish or brown yellowish right? brown super turbid smells like hot juice <laughs> <laughs> yeah it smells like papaya mango guava the guava it definitely has a guava in there. That's that equinox, I think. There's, I would say there's something that's. No, for me, 
there's something of the delicious parts of durian, but you know, like Greg's not going to appreciate that at all because he doesn't think there's any delicious parts of durian. No, I think that there's probably delicious parts of durian, but I I, I don't taste it. Yeah, when it's it's compounded by all the other non-delicious <laughs> parts of durian. Right. This this definitely has a tropical. I mean, there dragon. Say, but just to get that stuff. Dragon there. fruit. There's some dragon fruit in the aroma. There is some dragon fruit in the flavor as well. Is there? Dragon fruit is a very um, light flavor. It's a li- it's a light flavor, but it's an impactful flavor. Mm-hmm. It's distinctive. It's like a interesting kind of mix of blueberry and watermelon. Yes, or blueberry and watercress. And well, the watercress is more the texture. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't think watercress really has much of a flavor. <laughs> Not as much as cucumber, right? I mean, it's like... Yeah. It's, it's well, subtle. cucumber has a significant yeah. flavor. Well, okay, maybe a cu- um I, I don't know. Watercress... You know, when you think of watercress or water chestnuts or something like that, it doesn't have yeah. a big flavor. But when you think about it, there's a subtle flavor. Yes, there. yes. And, and and just like cucumbers, like you can really... You can con- you can compress that flavor and get, get a lot of flavor out of it. But... A big watery cucumber doesn't necessarily have a lot of flavor, but that's without that. That's not here or there. This watermelon. Is, this thing is that last sip was like the white part of the watermelon rind. Like it was like. See, this strikes me as a lot more, um, a little bit more aqueous in terms of its flavor, mm-hmm. but um, a lot more uh, smooth than mm-hmm. the other new yes. uh, New England IPA, Northeast IPA, and. More juicy than the other one, too, right? More more along the lines of what I was expecting in terms of the flavors. More tropical. Yeah. Less less acidic, more smooth and creamy, mm-hmm. more tropical. Like, so that guava, the dragon fruit, for sure. Dragon fruit, because the dragon fruit fits into those things we've been describing. Yeah, juicy, yeah you're right. Juicy is not the right word. More, more tropical is the right But word. the dragon fruit fits into what we were describing. Mm-hmm. We were talking around it. We were talking about the white part of a watermelon. We're talking about the watercress. We're talking about things like that. that that's kind of what dragon yeah. fruit is. I think the aqueousness makes the, the flavor almost surprisingly subtle in this one. Like there, It's not blowing you away with, with, with a lot of... like. Uh, Big power. I mean, in terms of what we've had t- tonight, like I don't know how this would go in flight, and how this works in the flight. But it it does feel less impactful on the tongue in terms of what it's giving you. But what it does give you is pretty decent. So I'm tasting this, and the the long tail on this, the aftertaste is just lovely. I'm like just basking in the aftertaste. The thing I'm kind of like war gaming in my head right now is I keep coming back to cucumber, but it's not really cucumber. But what if we took cucumber and sweetened it like sugar cane? And And is that dragon fruit? (laughs) No. No. Okay. Cucumber has more floral stuff going for it. Yeah, okay. The only thing that's disturbing me about this beer is the previous stout, because I still have that taste of... Mm -hmm. Of band aid that it's, this is not uh, taking you away. It's too bad for you. It huh? is. It, it and and it's drink a bunch of water. Mm. Here, let me fill your glass up with. Uh... Yeah, because I'm, I'm I need to get that flavor off of my tongue. Yeah, because you you don't want the the phenolic infection to mm-hmm. ruin this beer. This beer is delightful. 
This is the Jade Can New England style double IPA from Black Market Brewing Company. And that was in California in Temecula. Delightful. This beer is delightful. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Giving that give that nice rinse gave this a whole new dimensionality to it. Oh, yeah. It's still a little light. Still a little light, still a little aqueous on the flavor. Like, it, it could be more bursting with flavor, right? Yeah, the volume's turned down mm-hmm. a bit. But if you're able to settle into this lower volume application of the... Oh, my God. Very drinkable. At 8.4, scarily drinkable. Anything that like delivers this much dragon fruit, I'm a fan of. <laughs> I'm serious. I, I think we might have convinced ourselves about the dragon fruit because I mean I don't know. I, like I don't know if if it's directly detectable that you're gonna pull this out and say, oh yeah, that tastes like dragon fruit. Dragon fruit's a subtle flavor, and this is this is a this is much more subtle. It's subtle, oh, but like I said, it's subtle but impactful. I mean. Sure, maybe we're romancing the dragon fruit and we have this like pedestal in our minds. But you know, it's been a few years since we actually had dragon fruit, but it's to me it still feels something I can recall like pretty crisply. You can when when it's in season, you can actually get it at the giant at least last year. It would you could get it at the giant eagle mm-hmm. at um at Robinson. So it just for me, sure, memory Memory is awful. Memory is ruins yeah. everything. But for me, I feel like I have this like thing filed away, and I can recall that flavor. But every time I recall it, I change it. Right? That's how memory works. <laughs> so every time I think that a beer tastes like dragon fruit, I'm changing how dragon fruit tastes in my brain. Yeah, right. It would be interesting to to, to taste like something that was that is actually dragon fruit flavored because we've only had like fresh dragon fruit, not any dragon fruit that you know any, anything that like. Like a gum that attempted to take. Oh. Okay, but or, or, I mean, um, that's only if we want to see how or a well. syrup of some kind, like a pomegranate. Like you know, like you can do that with some with some stuff. I haven't seen anything that. I, I understand what you're saying, but I also don't want a beer that uses dragon fruit extract. I just want hops yeah, right, that right, come across right. like dragon fruit. Yes, sure. Um, although that would be interesting. I mean, it, if you can make a cucumber beer, I don't see why why you couldn't make a dragon fruit beer. I just took a kind of a you know how speed other than of, other than cost. Do you know how speed of your sip? We've talked about this before. Changes how you impress how mm-hmm. you impress on the beer. I took a quick sip, and it was before you just mentioned the word cucumber, like seconds before. But I tasted a more cucumbery, like a more floral flower thing that was kind of like a cucumber beer. I think there, there, there's notes of cucumber in there. All right, cool. This is fun. This beer is really fun. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad that these these, these are working out because last time I remember like he brought home some piles of dog poo. Ooh, wasn't that great? Uh, so and there's still you know, I got 14 right. So there's there's still more to go. Uh, but <laughs> we picked all the good ones for this show. <laughs> well, not not all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one. Yeah, I think one more beer. I don't think we need to. Yeah, I think we're fine. Um, we're getting pretty freaking boring right about now. <laughs> and as far as you're concerned, I, I think I think we're delightful. This beer was delightful. We are not. Okay, so uh, we're going with the Imperial Stout for our last beer. This is uh, where's is it from? Renegade. Renegade. It's the Hammer. 
Renegade is, um, where are they? Denver, Denver. They're out of Denver. So, Hammer Imperial Stout, 60 IBUs. The grain bill is two rows. C, caramel 55. Roasted barley, chocolate malt, hop. They call it a hop charge for some reason. Columbus Nugget Cascade, Fuggle, Fuggle. Haven't seen Fuggle in a while. Uh, 9% alcohol by volume. So, this has a stranger label on it. So, Renegade has their logo. It's kind of a hoppy type thing. It says Renegade at the bottom. And then Brewing Company is upside down underneath Renegade. Because they're Renegades, man. Yes. But then, oh, it's offensively delicious. So, there's... It's weird because there's a... Okay, so... This is a bronze medal winner of the 2013 Great American Beer but, Fest. But, like, look at the dude who's the hammer. Like, he's... This was originally called Hammer and Sickle. Now it's just called Hammer. Well, Hammer and Sickle makes sense. Because Russian Imperial mm-hmm. Stout. But then they ran into the trademark issues. And blah, 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 blah. Each gallon of renegade beer purchased provides one day of safe drinking water to a person in need. See your impact at renegadebrewing.com slash tap for tap. That means they pay four or five cents to some, per, per, per gallon to some charity, which is fine, which is good. Providing drinking water. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere. <laughs> that means you better part, you know, if you, if you want to give, gall- give some gallons to some people, make sure you buy enough gallons of beer. Each gallon of beer purchase provides one day of safe drinking water, which is probably about half a gallon, right? I mean, if you eight cups, yeah, a day. I think a day is like eight cups. That's way too much water to drink in a day. I know that was like the thing, like eight cups of water. That's a lot of water. Can you get water from other sources? Well, sure. Your celery has water in it. Right. You have to. If you took everything, all of you, your food has water in it. If you squeezed all the water out and drank it, and then you drink the difference up to eight cups. <laughs> no, there, there's been that's there, a there, lot of work. There, there, there were stories about this like um, four or five years ago. How the eight cups of water thing came out of nowhere. One of those things that like was 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 a fact that had no back, backing oh, to it. Okay, food pyramid type stuff, right? People just repeated it because it was. It was the easy thing to say. Anyway, Hammer Imperial Stout from Renegade Brewing Company, offensively delicious. This, this like the uh, Black Market and the Auburn, is one of these cans that has a, a true crowd. Yeah. Temperature sensitive label. Label. There. All right, so the smell on this guy. Kind of like the woody um, notes we were getting from... Not that one. <laughs> yeah, not the Lacumbra, but the... Uh, stout Standing. The Stout Standing. Kind of, not nearly as sort of perfumey. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more... A little more ashy. Yeah, a little more acrid. More stringent, more um, is more of the uh, of a of a almost charcoaly like quality. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, I'm with you. You know, for me, my ideal imperial stout is mm-hmm. boozy, kind of caramelly, right. a little bit sweet. This one's just short of that, and it's pulling up more of that ashy, acrid thing. And it doesn't give me enough alcohol to mix all that. It almost into tastes a kind of almost like smoky, like like a little bit, yeah. a little charcoaly. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. There are plenty of beers that are that are good, and this is one of them. This is this is good. I do like this. This is not like my it's, favorite it, kind of stout. It, it's well put together, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not delicious like some of these beers. Yeah, it's not. It's me. not a. It's, it's not. It's not a warm hug, but it is. It is. Yeah, like you said, a well put together beer, and I think it's it, it's. Um, it, it's maintaining itself in in spite of some tougher competition it's 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 holding its own i don't think it's going to rank too high because there are other things that were kind of like really uh in our wheelhouse more yeah but, i mean yeah I'm, I'm with you let's get on to the ranking since the show is getting into the wee hours of the morning here <laughs> what we're not even in the morning we're still at night it's still it's 11 30 feels like the wee hours we got some awesome stuff to talk about in the post show so yeah all right so which beer sucked it was the, the, the yeah we're not gonna the, we're not gonna rank the uh, Malpay stout from the Cobra that doesn't get ranked it just got infected in the can so we have the beer we just had and then we have yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the microburst microburst stout standing mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to work from the top down to figure this out okay. Tonight. So my favorite beer tonight, man. There's two ones that are really good. You got the black market. There are and three that are really Auburn. good. There are three, but there for are me, five that are really good. <laughs> you're right. Four that are really good. Uh, I am going to put. I'm going to put the Auburn in first place. Okay. And the reason I did that is because it had that kind of old school flavor that Simcoe. What it was Simcoe with hops in the spear. Yes. Uh, let's see, the hops in which one? The stout? No, the Auburn. Auburn were uh, Summit Simcoe Chinook. Summit, Summit Simcoe Chinook. On paper, that doesn't. That sounds like an aggressive face ripping beer. Mm-hmm. And this was a delightful, juicy beer. Like it was just so good. I was I'm throwing that one in first place. In second place, we'll go with the hazy New England style IPA from Black Market. This is the one where we were dragon fruit, dragon fruit, dragon fruit, and other things and whatnot. It was just. You could really dig into it. It was delightful. It was not acidic, not bitter. It had these subtle flavors. There was a cucumber thing going on there. I love that beer. Let's go with the microburst for my third place. So I'm doing all high PAs, all hazy at the top of the list. Uh, the microburst, that was the first beer we did tonight, I think. So memory's a little fuzzy. More bitter, right? It had, had a more, yes. um, more bitter version of a Northeast IPA, like a oh, West Coast right. Northeast. IPA. That's right. And so it had that kind of had that kind of grapefruit thing hanging through it. It had a little bit of acidity mm-hmm. to it, 
but it's still pretty good. Resiny. And then I'm going to put the stout. The stout standing was was that really f- aromatic, floral, kind of woody type imperial stout. Or, no, this is export stout. Mm. Digged it. I, I liked the flavors. I am, um, as you can tell, I might be slurring my syllables a little bit right now. <laughs> so I'm not in the best uh, state to describe what I remember from that beer. I'll put the hammer in fifth place. Just a little too acrid for me. You know, I wanted something a little bit sweeter, a little bit smoother. Especially to end the night, right? Like, as a. As a... Well, that's it. I wanted the dessert imperial stout. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, Epic's uh, Big Bad Baptist. Um, Tenfitty would do. Tenfitty or um, Evil Twins, Even More Jesus. You know, something along those lines is where I was hoping this beer would land. This beer landed a little too smoky and acrid for me. And then, you know, that, that Malapitas had some, some promising notes to it. But, you know, after a couple of sips, it just got way too infected. Yeah. Got way too band-aid-y. And it has to, you know, fall in the end. So we can't. Well, I, I'm not, not going to rank it because sure. it, it's not what the beer intended. So we're not going to uh, use it as for the ranking. But I agree. My rankings are exactly the same as yours. And, and for pretty much the same reasons. So there's really not much more for me to say. I, mean, I can go over it again. Well, you can, you can talk about like Gold Digger and like what you liked about it, and maybe you can go out of there. And you kind of covered it. I mean, what can I say? You 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 kind of thought it had the same thoughts I did. So there's no point in repeating. Okay. All right. Just because you're unoriginal, I can't think of a new angle on the whole. That's thing. me. That, that's <laughs> what you think of when you think of me. Someone who just repeats everything everybody else says. <laughs> You know, it's been a long time since anyone's called you contrarian blowhard. <laughs> You're getting soft in your old age. I just, I just like repeating what people say. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. Really, we, we really do appreciate it. No matter, we do our commercial. That's okay. No matter how slurry my voice is right now, in my heart, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. And he's I, drunk, so he means it. I, I, well. I, you know, we do a beer drinking show, but, you know, I am like, I'm kind of mad at myself that I'm slurry right now. Like, I don't want to get this far. <laughs> it, it, it happens, but... It's, 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 it's part of the thing, but Jeff doesn't have to go anywhere, which is good. He also was out today, I mean, and, with, with, yeah. and so he had a couple beers before. Yeah, I had beers right before the show. So, so, yeah, I, so I, I preloaded this show yeah. with me getting slurry, for sure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, listen to this metal Backstreet Boys because it's pretty metal. And uh, Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Craft Beer Radio come for more information. And email us beer at craftbeerradio.com. Twitter at Craft Beer Radio. We have personal Craft Beer Radio. Bleh. All right. Bye. Bye. Personal Twitters, you know those. <laughs> <laughs>